0: Hello and welcome to this episode of You Better to Me. Today I continue my conversation with Ty Christensen as she talks about how the presidential candidacy and subsequent win of President Barack Obama almost cost her her marriage and led to racial understanding.
1: You're going to be really? on many shows
0: because we got many things to unpack. <laughs> we
1: got some things to unpack. What? Really? A really difficult time for us because he thought a lot of things about Barack Obama that just were not true because he was hearing them from the white community. Okay. 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 So let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. We
0: well, already know that he is 10 years older than you. Yes. And he had some, some children. He was in a relationship yeah. previously. Yeah. How did you meet him and how, and that, that's going to be, you know, cause that's interesting as a black woman in a profession that's like a large number of them are white men that just, yeah. in the financial industry. That's, oh, that's yeah. just the way that it is. Overwhelming I feel like, you, you know, you got, you were
1: in that relationship before
0: you got in the industry, I think, right? Oh, or yeah.
1: So I, I actually met my husband when I was 18 um, and uh-huh. he was 28. So we met in New Jersey, surprisingly enough. Um, his sister moved out to Philadelphia, which is about 45 minutes from my house. Um, to be a nanny for the LDS Church, and like I just explained to you, there were not that many LDS churches in right. that east. So she would come to my church occasionally to go to church, okay. and she ended up marrying a friend of mine. Um, so he, so she's marrying this friend of mine. Uh-huh. I go to the wedding because my friend's getting married right. to a girl from Utah. And my <laughs> husband, whose name's Adam, he flew out to the wedding to for his see sister. his sister get married. And that's oh. where we met. And he found out I was going to Brigham Young a couple of months later. And he said, well, you know, hey, give me a call when you get out there. I'd, I'd love to show you around. I live about 10 minutes away from campus. If you ever need anything, I'd be happy to help. And so I took Ooh. his business card and he had every number, just back in the day, he had his major number on there. He had his fax <laughs> number on there. He had his parents' number on there, his <laughs> phone number, his cell phone number, his house number, he, his work number. He wanted me to be able to contact him in any capacity possible. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I shoved the business card, you know, somewhere and never thought about it again. Uh-huh. Well, uh, about two weeks before I started school at Brigham Young, I got invited to go to a leadership conference up in the mm-hmm. mountains here, but okay. they hadn't opened campus yet. So I didn't have anywhere to store my belongings.
0: Uh-huh. What was
1: that guy's name I met at the wedding? <laughs> so I <laughs>
0: where is that card?
1: Yeah. I called his sister. I'd seen her at church a couple of times and she was like, Hey, my brother really thinks you're cute. Are you ever going to call oh, him? And I'm like, oh. no, probably <laughs> not. Why do I want to date an almost 30 year old who's divorced? Right. I'm, tw- I'm 18. Right. So uh, I found his business card. I mm-hmm. call him. He calls me back. When I get to Utah, he agrees to watch my stuff for me for a week. So oh. I get out there at his
0: house. You, yeah, he watched, oh okay you saw yourself in my house
1: yeah right hello mm-hmm. I should have known anyway I'm fine so I, I fly out to Utah with my parents um his parents who had also met my parents at the wedding were his parents lived about 10 minutes from him so everybody's kind of in the same little area in Utah uh-huh, and uh-huh. his parents throw this massive barbecue for my family to welcome us oh. to Utah and wow. you know, he and I are hanging out and he's like, hey, you're just sitting here with your folks all week. Do you want to do stuff before your leadership conference? So he picks me uh, up wow. to go mini golfing with him and his kids. This is like not a date. He's just hanging out with a girl from Jersey. So right? up, I go mini golfing with the kids and we all go to dinner. And then a couple of days later, his parents have a barbecue with me. Kids are there again, right? Uh, so then I bring all my stuff to his house. After I go get back to the leadership conference, he brings all my stuff to my dorm, helps me set up the whole dorm. Wow. kept left at this point and
0: uh-huh.
1: started kind of hanging out. He invited me and my roommate to go rock climbing with him. Then he invited us to go to a barbecue and we just kept spending all this time together. Mm-hmm. And um, after hanging out for three months, he's like, "I can I take you on a date? I'm like, uh-huh uh I, I guess at so this point <laughs> we've been hanging out almost every day for like and he
0: was months. okay he was okay by then he, too. Was, okay. he was like he he is all right. Right. he's all right
1: and mm. I'd gotten to know the kids really well like right it was weird because I was introduced to the kids right from the beginning but Mm -hmm. it wasn't in a girlfriend capacity it was like oh this is this is our family friend she's visiting so I've always been involved in the kids life they never thought it was weird that I was hanging around when we first started officially dating they were so excited oh wow yeah that's amazing that's how we that's how he and I met is in New Jersey um and at your
0: friend's
1: friend's wedding.
0: wedding that is a fascinating story that's a great story and how it came together you know because like you were saying there's so many opportunities that we have uh, to get to know other people but we don't always take that other step you until you had a situation
1: where you needed right. because otherwise you were like eh I don't need to oh, marry eh, I would have eh, never called him exactly I would have never see? called him had I not gone to that conference uh
0: huh? see how things just I really do believe that God be setting us up he sets us up. He knows what we need.
1: He knows what we need. Well, I and he's was questioning like, his judgment for a half minute there.
0: <laughs> He's funny too now. I didn't say he didn't have a sense of humor. Now. He got a sense of humor. He's, he's, all
1: right. He's, he's real funny. He's real he funny. Does. He's, okay. So so you were about to say. Oh on. no, I was just gonna say, so so obviously, you know, I am I am young. Yes. I'm in college. Um, You know, I never lived on my own before. So I am in, you know, real formative years of my life here. We got married um, after dating for two years. So I'm only 20. Um, And, you know, it, it was an acceleration into adulthood that I had not planned on. Um, I hadn't gotten really vested in how I felt about the world, how I felt about life in general, things that I liked. I barely knew myself as a person. And then here Mm. I am, someone's wife. And then here I am, someone's mother. Right. So I, in a lot of ways, it catapulted my emotional growth and then stunted other aspects of my emotional growth. Mm. So that took a long time to work through. Yeah, it became yeah. very apparent when Barack Obama, circling back to him, right? Yeah, let's get back to that. <laughs> was running for president because he kept saying to me, "I think you only like him because he's black." And I was like, "No, I I agree with his 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 I agree with all the programs he's unveiling. I agree mm-hmm. with his policy. I am listening to him stump all the time on CNN. I agree with everything that he's saying." Right. And, um, you know, Adam was just, he he had a real hard time with it as a lifelong Republican from a very mm-hmm. conservative state. Mm-hmm. Um, he had not even considered a lot of the things that Barack was stumping about, free health care, right? Access to access to free health care, access to reducing tuition, right? right? Access to, if you remember, one of the major things he was stumping on in, in the past as well was free college tuition, right? Yes,
0: exactly. Like, exactly.
1: Free. And obviously, you know, Utah is a very capitalist state. So mm-hmm. this, was, this was all seen as vulgar language. <laughs> You're cussing. Um, Why are you cussing? Right. So that, that started real, you know, differences between the two of us, real visceral mm-hmm. differences where I believed in all things that were considered super, super liberal to, mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. Utah community. And looking back on it now, I would say they were moderate principles at best. Right mm-hmm. there's nothing mm-hmm. liberal about them. Um, right. but the first time you're exposed to it as a conservative,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's 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 a little scary, right? Unseemly. So, this is unseemly. Yeah, it got so bad that I remember I turned off the news. We did not watch the news in the same room together for oh, months. Wow. Oh wow. Because we would just fight, fight, fight nonstop. Oh, and it wow. wasn't even so much that he was for John McCain or he was against Barack, but that specific race brought up a lot of issues between the two of us that we didn't know that we had. Oh,
0: until topics of
1: conversation that we'd never had before. Oh, this is fascinating. Okay, so so okay, yes. Like what? Like what example? I don't want to. Uh, you know, no, no, I don't no, want to no. dredge I'll give up any one. A big one right now, and we we've had this conversation numerous times over the years. So, as we all know in the black community, Barack Obama's biracial, right? Yeah, everybody considers him to be black outside right. the black community, right? He's the first black president. But is he mm-hmm. no he's the first biracial president, right? Like, okay, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, right? Right. Right. You just call it what it is. I'm not saying it, it it's, it's, reason, just, it's nothing His mother right. was white, his yes. father was black. He is biracial. Right. He yeah. is biracial, multiracial, whatever vernacular you want to use, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you're comfortable with. And I remember specifically saying to Adam, well, this is why I've always considered our girls to be black and not to be biracial because the second someone sees me, they no longer consider them to be biracial. Now they consider them to be black. Exactly. And he did not agree with me. He, he did not agree with me at all. He saw them as being biracial and that is how they should present themselves. And I remember saying to him, I cannot set them up for failure right the world is going to view them as black the second they find out that they have a black mother and this was a major issue because i feel like in 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 my young and inexperienced way of saying things i'm sure i was nowhere near as eloquent as i am right now (laughs) let's just be clear He, he thought that I was, I, the way I was phrasing things to him, it sounded like I was trying to remove their white family from the equation. Right. And him being oh, wow. their father and loving them deeply and desperately, and his family loving them as well. Right. I, it's like I was trying to rewrite them and get them out of the equation and only focus on the, the fact that they're Black. And my message to him was, what I was trying to say to him was, no, this is how the outside world is going to respond. It's going to them. see, yeah. They have right. They have to structure the way that they answer questions, the way they behave, the way they act in society, based on how they're going to be received. And they're going to be received as Black women. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that was a, that was really, really big for us. Right. And, 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 and even now he, I mean, he totally, he gets it now. And and I've changed the way I see things too. But my girls, if you ask my girls, if you, if you have to pick a race, what are you? They will say Black because Mm -hmm. they don't, they also don't like the box other.
0: Oh, right. Because what does that mean? That just feels like the leftovers, right? Your leftovers. I'm
1: just thrown in here with just the people that you can't quantify. Okay, so now I'm just an other, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is hard to find a happy medium there. But But yeah, Barack running for president, they brought up a lot of racial issues that we did not know that we had until that time period so it was really dicey for a couple of years
0: oh wow so what turned it around what made you say you listen I love you I don't care what color you are I, I mean in essence you were saying that by staying in the marriage but what what just solidified the fact that you were going to stay together and not let this pull you
1: apart when he won and he gave the speech in Denver I believe Mm-hmm. Um, behind if you, were, if you remember that, that huge glass wall was like all protected him all around right. there were like so many people there I remember standing in front of the tv watching this speech and just tears it's just screaming stream. I'm, I'm just I'm inconsolable I'm just a mess right and right. Uh, my parents called me and they were crying and I think just seeing my reaction and my parents reaction he finally saw how meaningful this this was for right our community this was a big deal for us and even mm-hmm. if his presidency did not necessarily change the quality of life for the majority of black americans which let's be clear it did not it did
0: not no. <laughs> let's just we know clear. that bless his heart he
1: he you know bless his heart he, he tried but we all know tried. how Washington is right yeah it, it, it's what it is
0: yes um the for him for him, for now, him. Yeah,
1: yes. you can argue that that is how trump came into presidency was but we don't need to go there you know it, Ooh, it, that's a whole, other other a whole nother show time seeing how impactful it was for me and for my parents who obviously he loves us he loves my parents um he was like i i, I get it now right this is this is a moment for you
0: right this is a moment right for you. he's an example of what we could achieve when allowed to.
1: Yes. Yes. When given when, just a little in, bit of grace, right? Given,
0: given grace and just the opportunity. All right. we need is an opportunity, not based on the color of our skin, but just based on the our, our capabilities. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. On our capabilities. And that's, that's another thing too. Now, see. <laughs> so, okay. You are, all right. So you have a white husband. I do. And- you are the, one of the reasons that you and I met was we were talking about diversity in the housing industry, and I know how some I know how some of us are, some people of color can be when you're when you're not coupled with someone who looks like them or looks like you. There's mm-hmm. there can be a little bit of salt, some shade, because I've I've dated outside of my race and I used to get it too, and I'm like, well, really, yeah, you, I'm so black, you don't even understand. Yeah. this is what you point out. You point yeah. out who I yeah, yeah. chooses who I choose to be with and who, oh, yeah. who chooses to be with me. Okay, that's your yeah. issue? And, yeah. and so I, I remember writing this, I wrote this, um, this essay one time called um, Not Black Enough, Too Black to Care.
1: Woo!
0: That's a word. Girl, come
1: on. come on. It's Adam. so true though. And, they, it, and I had been treated for the better part up until maybe the last five years. Okay, mm-hmm. so now mm-hmm. Adam and I got married in 2001. Right, it's right. 2022, the year of our Lord. Okay, we've been together <laughs> a long time. Right, the first 15 years of our relationship, but let's go, let's go back. The first five years of my relationship, we literally uh, had people pointing at us. Oh wow! In grocery stores, what Oh yeah. Again, this is just married time. I tack on two years to that when we were dating. I've been with this oh, man since 1999.
0: Wow. 1999
1: in Utah. Oh, okay. in Utah. Utah. Okay. Yeah. First of
0: all. That's yeah. I'm, That's-
1: I'm I'm the fleck of pepper in the salt okay. hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. You, 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 and you in the salt flats,
1: right? Literally, literally, literally. literally. <laughs> so you, you take that into account. So the, for the first five years, we're getting pointed at everywhere we go, right? Next wow. five years, maybe not so bad. It's only been the last five years where I have not been made to feel like a complete sellout to the black community oh. because I am married to a white man. And then God forbid I had children. With you him. had, you procreated with him. Right. I procreated and I contaminated the DNA pool, <laughs> right. right? This is, this is, this was my lived experience for a really long time. And more so to be honest with you, outside of Utah, because there are so few people of color here, it is almost right. expected that you're going to marry someone who's white, right? That's right. Pretty, right, pretty typical. When I see a couple that's a black, black couple or a Latin, Latin couple
0: here, mm-hmm. Right.
1: It's interesting because it's mostly biracial. There's a lot of biracial couples here. A lot.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Um, But I don't need to be made a sellout because Mm. I just so happened to fall in love with someone who who doesn't from my same cultural experience. Right. It is what it and is. I'm going through enough on my own trying to make (laughs) this work. I don't need this added pressure from y'all. I don't need the added pressure because he's not Black. Like (laughs) we have a whole marriage we're trying to like... (laughs) Just Same two people here. in a marriage
0: doesn't even get right. Exactly. And why is it anybody's business? Why is it y'all's business to be no. giving me shade because I of who I
1: love? Mind your business. No, That's what I want to tell people. Mind your business. It, it's hard you know and you have to have specifically when I don't feel like I can like for years I didn't feel like I got acceptance from from the minority community specifically the black community mm-hmm. because okay, I was okay. married to a white guy you know and it makes it more difficult when I have to have conversations with him like what is white privilege when I don't have the support of my brothers and sisters behind me oh, right yet, it's yet another part own <laughs>
0: You got my number there. You can call me. I, I got your back. <laughs> you back.
1: But it's oh. hard, you know. I mean, and I, I, I am grateful for the opportunity to be married to a white man because I know I have changed his vantage point mm-hmm. and the vantage point of his family, his siblings, his friends. Right. They all mm-hmm. look at the black and minority community differently because I am a part of their lived experience, right? And so and when see- it's time to have conversations about tie. I don't know how many times people call me well, I t- Explain this white privilege thing to me. Now, I can't be the spokesperson for the Black community. I can tell you what Ty thinks. Right, right. right. You, the first thing I'll say, I don't know what Black people think. I know what I think. Exactly. I'm a Black person. So, you know, <laughs> add that to your data point. Right. This is the opinion of one Black person, right? Exactly. I'm very clear on that. But especially during the summer of 2020, Ooh. after George Floyd's murder, girl, my phone was ringing off the hook for a week. Oh. Wow. Every friend I had, I feel so bad. What can I do? I was unaware. Oh, and, and I
0: laugh. Because, I'm not laughing at the situation, but it's just, wow. Yeah. Lots of deep
1: breaths. <laughs> yes of, because they mean well well exactly They no mean well and mean the fact well. that you're reaching out to someone that you know is going to a be honest with you and B, not judge you for being uninformed and keeping your head in the sand because where were you when tamar rice died where it's were some, you when philando castillo got killed where were you when trayvon martin was murdered and you know in the middle of in the neighborhood in the neighborhood okay well what are we talking about here where have you been where i digress you're, you're, you're interested now okay great let's have this conversation have you heard of mike brown oh you haven't heard of him either right like okay here's the list right here's the list right so 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 let's so they're calling to get I don't know if they wanted and I never figured out. Do you want encouragement? Do you want me to tell you you're not a bad you're person? You're okay. You're right. Right. You're not, you're not the monster. I mean, what, what yeah, do you mean? What, what do you need from me here? No, oh, you want to know how you can help. Okay. Well, can we, let's, let's start with how are you raising your children? Right. Are you raising your children to be inclusive of other cultures? I'm not, inclusive. I don't, I, right. I don't want you to raise your children to be colorblind. Oh my, right. kids don't see color. No, I want them to see color. see
0: color. Exactly.
1: I want them to see it because there are cultural nuances within our communities of color that they need to be aware of and embracing and included in. And if they're with this colorblind, oh, we just kumbaya together, then you are not taking into consideration what is culturally important to me and vice versa.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And it's okay to have cultural differences. That doesn't mean that your culture is better than mine or my culture is better than yours. It's just different. And to be aware of it. That's what I uh, want you to be aware. I want you to be aware of, and to respect. You yeah. don't have to accept it and do it. Uh, you don't have to have the appropriation, the cultural appropriation. I don't want that. I don't want. I want you wearing can't take and doing whatever, whatever. I don't no, want no,
1: you no. to- leave, leave those sewing locks alone,
0: <laughs> please. You as don't a person, need you to be that inclusive, baby. As a person with locks, when I see some, sometimes I see people in other races and they kind try to give me a nod. I'm like, I hmm, just <laughs> shake my head. Yes, okay, I see.
1: Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. Yeah. My (laughs) daughter came home from school. She's like, oh, this girl got box braids. White girl got box braids. I'm like, okay. All right. Because she needed a protective hairstyle. For what? (laughs) (laughs) For, were they out of suave at the store? (laughs) So you can't wash your hair? What are you talking about here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Protecting what? Protecting every product of the market is made for your hair protection but that's a whole nother oh, that's a whole girl. other podcast honey girl, I- you keep giving me these little answers we, we, you, you coming back <laughs> we, you know we,
1: we, we have barely gotten to the diversity in the house i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i keep well let, let me let me circle so okay yes in my, <laughs> my professional capacity i am the director of governmental affairs and the diversity equity and inclusion officer for a national board of
0: Join me next week to hear how Tyne's passion for care and equal housing has allowed her to have a seat at many tables.